This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Last night in the uh, Big 12, Jamie, number four, Houston, wins at Texas. It went to overtime, 76 76- to 72 great so, game you know and uh it was a dog fight it looked like uh the cougars were gonna just run away with it early on the second half and then the horns made a great comeback and um you know kind of just it happened in a hurry and all of a sudden that became a really really good basketball game and uh Texas uh, comes up uh, a little bit, and there was a lot of energy uh, in that arena last mm-hmm. night that as well. Packed. Yeah, I mean it was, it was, it was loud, and uh, it it's it's still kind of funky. At the top, they have these um, animated boards uh, that that come down. I mean that that uh, Moody Coliseum is really made more for concerts than it is for basketball games. I mean they they have you know eighteen or so basketball games on each side. You know, between the men and the women, maybe maybe a few more than that. But um, so over the over the course of the year, it's it's used more for concerts and events than it is for basketball. But I, I it was, looked like a basketball arena last night. It was yeah. like a great atmosphere. Was, yeah, you know, it was packed. And my, my my only my only point is that it's just kind of funky how those animated boards come down from the from the top. It just I don't know makes it. It's just. I don't know. I, did, I found that kind of odd, but but you're right. I mean, it looked it was it was packed. It was loud. It was it was a big time event uh, last night. No, yep. no, no question about it. Um, Horns probably could have shot just a li- little bit better. They were six to twenty beyond the arc and fourteen to twenty from the uh, free throw line last night. Um, Houston, meanwhile, was was eight of twenty four and twelve of sixteen. So just just a skosh better and uh, out rebounded them. Uh, 47 to 36 uh, last night and both teams with uh, 10 points off turnovers Houston was better in the paint 32 to 24 um, last night so uh, Longhorn excuse me Houston had a lead as big as 12 in the game and then uh, Texas with a lead as big as six in the game did you think when it when it went to overtime that it was Texas's favor or no I felt that I felt the whole night that Houston was going to find a way I mean, both teams had some opportunities in the waning moments, um, but you know, turnovers or poor shots or poor execution, and or maybe it's just good defense on both sides. You know, yeah, that's probably fair. You know, Especially, I mean, we know how good Houston plays defense. Yeah, I mean, it's and and Texas can Texas can as well. So uh, Houston uh, continues their winning ways. They're uh, they're nineteen and two in uh, in overall play now, and so. Uh, they uh, remain to be a, a huge force to be reckoned with, obviously, mm-hmm. um, when you when you look at them. And, you know, in the um, in the Big 12 right now, obviously they're behind uh, Texas Tech, but now they're 6-2. and two, So uh, the Red Raiders need to win tonight to keep pace. Yes. Uh, to keep pace over, over Houston. Um, and then Iowa State is, is right behind everybody at 5-2 uh, at and two on the season. I, are they... I mean, I know they're always good, but do they appear to be a little bit better than maybe what folks thought Iowa State? 
Yeah, I mean, I have them right now as feeling like they're a top four team in the mm-hmm. conference, and 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 I know their record is right now, but I'm talking about when I'm predicting towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have guessed they would have been more six or seven, so yeah. not like a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, yeah, they've been they've been really good. No, no question. We know how difficult it is to win there. Yeah. And so, no matter how good or bad they are, it seems yeah, like, no doubt, it seems like they're 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 no they're hard to beat there. And I guess if you're the other, you know, thirteen teams in the Big Twelve, and you're you're talking about the Big Twelve, you're looking at Texas Tech, and you're shaking your head and going, "Okay, these guys have a brand new coach, they have new players, they have a new system, new scheme, and how are they doing this?" Right? Yeah, I would think that if you were pulling the rest of the Big Twelve conference, the, that the Red Raiders were the biggest surprise. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. Yeah, based on kind of what everybody thought at the beginning of the year, where you were at the uh, at the end last year, and the the train wreck that 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 was, and and just you know the perception is of having to you know start over. But I bet they will also say just what we just said about Iowa State. I bet they'll say the same thing about man. There's always a great atmosphere. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's getting really difficult to to win there. Mm-hmm. It's a hard place to win. Yeah. No. 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 No question. Um, Iowa State has its bye this week uh, because other games tonight in the Big 12, uh, number 23, Oklahoma, they fell from 11 to 23. Uh, they'll take on Kansas State tonight in uh, Manhattan. And then tonight in Lawrence, it's now number eight, uh, Kansas, uh, taking on Oklahoma State. That is a 8 o'clock tip tonight. So Tech, ticks, tech tips at 6, K-State at 7, and uh, Kansas tonight at eight o'clock the red raiders now up to 15th in the latest associated press poll that's that's pretty close to where we had them i mean i think i think you were at 17 i might have been at 16 only because you were at 17 um but maybe you got a little more love than even what we expected at yeah, 15 but i'm i'm all right with that yeah yeah I'm not mad at anybody yeah uh texas is excuse me houston is fourth um, in the latest poll, UConn one, Purdue two, North Carolina three, and then Houston and Tennessee uh, round out the top five. Uh, Kansas is the other Big 12 team in uh, the top 10 at number eight. And then Iowa State is at 12, Texas Tech at 15, and Baylor is at 18, and Oklahoma is at 23, while TCU is at 25. And BYU, they're in there too at 22. So you have 22, 23, 25. Uh, 18, <laughs> 4, Texas Tech 5, um, Iowa State, Kansas, let's see, that's 6, 7, 8, I believe, uh, teams ranked in the Big 12, in the top 25. That's a crazy number. It is crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, and you know what? Next year, um, you know, with the addition of, um, of Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado, um, it it could it could be even more because mm-hmm. you know they they consider themselves to be you know basketball schools there at, at Arizona and and Utah Utah's not in the top twenty five right now but I mean they've always had some pretty good basketball teams mm. so, really good yeah really good right really really good uh, I learned last night at uh, Lady Raider basketball with Krista Gurley I I had told you that my understanding was that the men were going to be playing 20 conference games and the women 18. Uh, now my understanding is the women are going to play 20 games as well. That makes sense. It does. It does. And it keeps you from having the, you know, all the, just the, 
I'm not even going to call them cupcakes. The, you know, you, you talk about the disparity of some of these scores uh, in in high school hoops, whether it's boys or girls. I mean, you got the you got the same shenanigan going on at the college level as well. And I'm sure the coaches would be like, hey, you know, we we play really hard teams in the Big Twelve. Well, I get it, but you know, it'd be great to have just a little bit more competition, especially at home. Uh, I mean, you know, in some of these classics or tournaments that that both teams have played, the the level of competition has been a little bit higher. And, and certainly with what, you know, the men did going to Butler and, and playing Vanderbilt at the Dickies Arena. I mean, those were those were real teams. But I think Vanderbilt's dead last in the SEC. I know, but at least it's not like it doesn't have a some kind of direction behind it, you know, or, you know, oh, Texas. Oh, you're playing Texas A&M? Yeah. Um, uh, the Sisters of the Blind, you know, Texas A&M. Uh, not Texas A&M or not Texas or not, you know, you know, you're not playing Louisiana State. You're playing Southwest Louisiana of the Fisherman's Wharf, you know. Um, so anyway, um, I, I, I guess I look at it. But here's the other thing. In order to do that and for the women to still have a bye week, like the, the tech women have a bye this week, uh, they'll have to start the conference season right before Christmas. Because... I guess what they want to do now is they want to have separation uh, at the Big 12 tournament between the men and the women. Like the the women are going to play one week and then the men are going to play the next week. And they're doing that this year, right? Yeah, they're doing that mm-hmm. this year, which is why which is why the women are a little ahead of the men by a week in terms of number of games played, et cetera, et cetera. So basically they're doing the same exact thing that Texas <clears throat> high school basketball is doing. Yeah. Do you like that? I have no problem with it. Yeah. And I... I think the thought is is that they want to they want to highlight, you know, both the men and the women, and they feel like the best way to do that is to is to separate them as opposed to have them compete against each other. Although it probably makes it a little bit challenging if you're a fan and you want to. I see mean, both if we're being honest, they're not competing against each other. It's the women compete against the men. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, I think they're trying to shine a spotlight on something. Is really what they're trying to do. Uh, Six forty. This morning here on the Morning Drive, Jeff will have this day in sports history next. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It's January the 30th, 2024. And with this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire. I'm going to start in 1936 because the new owners of the baseball Boston Braves survey newspaper journalists to pick a new team name for, the, uh, and they would be decided that the Braves would become the Bees mm-hmm. in 1940. I thought you were going to say that they s- s- polled the journalists to see who was who the manager should be. <laughs> no, this is the name. <laughs> yeah, um, and they picked the Bees. Yeah, for the 1940 season. In 1941, they went back to the Braves. <laughs> That's why you don't ask journalists what they think. 1958, Major League Baseball Commissioner Ford Frick announces that players and coaches, rather than fans, will vote for selections on the All-Star Game. Fans wouldn't get the vote back until 1970. Wow. That's when Gillette started to sponsor it and you had those little computer cards that you had to poke the little deals out. Okay. Okay. All right. 1971, UCLA starts an 88-game win streak. 
in basketball. Mm. That's, you know, like a couple of seasons. Sure. 1990, L.A. center Wayne Gretzky sets an NHL record by scoring his 100th point of the season for the 11th straight season. Milestone comes with an assist and a 5-2 Kings win over the New Jersey Devils. This one brings a tear to my eye a little bit. 1994, Super Bowl 28, Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Dallas Cowboys beat the Buffalo Bills 30-13. to Emmett Smith, your MVP. Why does it bring a tear? Just a tear of joy? Because it was so long ago. Oh, okay. And you're going to... I thought that's where you were going. Yeah. You knew he wasn't going to go positive. <laughs> so, I thought it could have been a tear of joy for a second. And then so it's like, oh, no. It's just because it's so long ago. 30 years. It's crazy. It's crazy to think it's been that long. And there's one after this. But... So, so long ago. 2021, not so long ago. Down seven with a minute to play. Number 10, Texas Tech, went on a 12-0 run to earn a 76-71 win over LSU in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Tech finished the game with a 41-29 rebounding advantage. Nice. Uh, Going back to that, there was another Cowboys Super Bowl after that? Well, this was the 93 season with the 94 oh, Super Bowl. I, I guess I was listening the wrong year. Okay, my bad. Where are you guys at on the croissant? The croissant? Um, plus or minus. Is it, are you talking about the, the, the croissant with meat in it or with fruit in it? I'm talking about the croissant. <clears throat> We're talking about bread. Right, but doesn't it usually have something it in it? It can have lots of different things in it. It's bread. I'm, um, I've never called it a croissant. <laughs> That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm, I've called it a croissant. Okay. Where are you at on the croissant? Yeah, the croissant. That's, is that better? I knew that sounded odd. I couldn't, but you, you nailed it. You put your finger right on it there. Croissant. I like croissants. Yeah, I'm okay with them. Yeah, I'm fine with them. I always yeah. thought they were overrated. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> Clearly. Happy birthday, Christian Bale's 50. Phil Collins, 73. Jalen Rose, 51. Tom Izzo, 69. And former Major League skipper Davey Johnson is 81. And on this day in 1968, in a coordinated attack across all of South Vietnam, communist forces launched their largest offense of the Vietnam War against the South Vietnamese and the U.S. troops. Dozens of cities, towns, and military bases, including the U.S. Embassy in Saigon, were attacked during the Tet Offensive. The massive offense uh, was not a military success, by the way, for the communists, but its size and intensity shook the confidence of many Americans who were led to believe by the administration of President Lyndon Baines Johnson that the war would shortly be coming to a successful close. Casualties in this... Roughly 3,000 U.S. and South Vietnamese. 40,000 communists. But it was what shook the confidence. And that's all it took for this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history. I have one more birthday today. It is our grandson, Noah, also uh, known as the Young Phenom. It is his 11th birthday all right. today. So happy birthday, 
to Noah, and I hope he has a just outstanding day. And of course, he'll be a model citizen today on this, Let's his go. 11th birthday. Yeah. Have fun, Noah. Let's go. Right. Eat all the sugar you can, because yeah. Big Paw says that it doesn't affect 11-year-olds. So get Big, after Big it. Big Paw's always right. Have an awesome birthday, Noah. <laughs> so happy birthday. Cupcakes. Yeah. And a Mountain Dew. And a Mountain Dew. <laughs> And you get to do some karate on Big Pop. Yeah. I hope for that. You hope for that. You want me to come in with a black eye. <laughs> All right. So happy birthday. you ever square off with him? Spar no. with him a little bit? You know what? He Honestly, he's getting to a size uh, where... You know better. He can hurt me. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't don't hurt him, Noah. Don't hurt him. He'll come running to give me a hug and he'll be like, oh, man, you got some size to you now. Like a linebacker coming down the hill. Yes. Yes, absolutely. 6.53 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, We get this. I was there in 1968 and it was really interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. 6.53 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Hey, you know what's, what's coming up? And I think this is, I think for you two guys, this is almost your favorite two weeks of the year when we do this as we'll have coming up our uh, Double T 97.3 Spelling Bee presented by Optimum. And we do this, you know, on on our show, we, we spell words, you know, in, in advance of uh, the big event, which will take place on March the 23rd at the Y when, you know, youngsters from Lubbock will compete for the opportunity to go to the National Spelling Bee in Washington, D.C., right? Mm-hmm. So the other day, uh, Friday, I was over at Lubbock Cooper West. They had their spelling bee for uh, the Lubbock Cooper School District. And the winner was Cindy Baumfalk. Uh, she's in the fifth grade. She had uh, a lot of hard words to spell, but the word that she spelled to win was dynasty. And I believe that is a word that I could have spelled. Dynasty. So you could have won. I, well, no. There's, there were several words. Wasn't there a show a while back? Who, yeah, called Dynasty. Can, yeah. No, no, no. Can you beat a fifth grader in, oh, in a oh, spelling yeah. game? So Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Smarter than a fifth grader, yeah. Uh, no, I, I learned. That was beautiful. Sarcastic. I, I learned that, you know, there were some things that I, that they spelled that I, they couldn't, I couldn't spell. There were some words there that I'm like, yeah, I really don't know that word. But anyway, they had a, Great competition, and uh, there's others that are going on uh, around the city as well. And so that is uh, coming to a morning show soon, our little spelling bee competition. Let's go. Yeah, where you guys get to uh, provide me with a word, and I get to miss it. You get to provide us with entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. We'll have some hoops on the air for you tonight. We'll have uh, the Liberty Girls and Boys at 6.30 on 93.1 Texas FM. That'll come to you from the uh, new Liberty Gym. And then uh, tonight from uh, the Tiger Pit, it'll be uh, the Friendship Girls and Boys on Sunny 97.7. It'll uh, be against uh, Midland High. Both the girls and the boys will have it at 6.00. 
for the girls and then the boys to follow at 7.30. On 100.7 The Score and here on Double T 97.3 tonight, it's Texas Tech Red Raider basketball as the Texas Tech men travel to take on TCU at Schulmeyer Arena. Uh, Red Raiders coming off of a one-point win over Oklahoma and TCU coming off of a two-point win on on the road as well as they played uh, at Baylor and that game went to triple overtime. Do you think both teams flying high coming into this game, don't you think? They should feel good about things. Yeah. Absolutely. Obviously, uh, you, you're, I mean, you're a Red Raider basketball team that picks up a huge road win, win, feeling good, being on top of the standings. I mean, TCU not only gets a, a big road win, but they, they beat their rivals. I, I mean, it's uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine either team is feeling bad about it a lot right now. Right. Um, what What do you feel the best about uh, coming off of the Oklahoma win for Tech? You're just able to. The team's never out of a game. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like that they have to even when they're down five with five to go. Or, <clears throat> you know that they're sitting there going, "Okay, guys, we've been here before. We can do this." Yeah. I mean, it it is it is crazy how um, you've you've got down by you know nine uh, thirty to twenty one uh, to Oklahoma. You were down eight. I think it was sixty eight fifty nine. You know, late in the game because you ended up uh, winning the ball game eighty five to eighty four. Um, it does it does feel like that you you're never out of it, which. Which is amazing, um, because you know you it, it's it's the number of comebacks that you've had. Whether it's you know the the K State game, which I think you are still amazed that you won that ball game, right? It's like how do you <clears throat> how did you win that ball game? I was uh, amazed you won Kansas State. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. The the, uh, the other two, although they could have gone the other way, I wasn't amazed. Yeah. I mean, BYU, you just knew they weren't going to continue to shoot the three ball that well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you felt like if you can just stay in this, you got a, yourself a chance. And then, and and now I'm to the point where I expect this team to, to keep battling and they show so much toughness that in the Oklahoma game, I just felt, man, this thing could go either way. So I wasn't surprised to see us get a win. Um, but like you were mentioning there, the K-State one was one that afterwards I'm like, I'm, I'm not really sure how we won. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know uh, you're being outscored in the first half by 24 points and and you played, you know, six games. So it's it's uh, that's, you know, an average of, of four per game. But it's, it's not always the way that it's worked out. But in the second I mean, half, a big the portion of that is being down 16 to BYU. Sure. Right? Sure, but but the but the the flip that's side the, of that I mean is, that's the large majority. Yeah, the flip side of that though is you've outscored your opponents by 38 in the second half. Yeah, and a large majority of it would be the BYU, <laughs> BYU game, yeah, right, because kind of goes kind of goes back to kind of goes back to that, but it's still I mean it it is it is uh, you know fascinating that you've been been able to do this and Especially, and we've talked ad nauseum, I think, about this. When you looked at your your non conference, and you're like, "Man, it's just, what do you what do you what do you got here?" Especially, you know, after the, you know, the Bahama trip, you know, in which you split. But, um, you know, maybe the. I wonder. I wonder if you asked Grant. You won two out of three, right? 
Yeah, lost they're two out of three. One yeah, and then one, yeah, one, one two out of three. Two. Yeah, right. Because you beat Villa, lost to Villanova, and then beat UNI and uh, Northern Iowa, and then beat Michigan. Uh, I just I forgot that you played three games there. I wonder if you asked Coach McCaslin where where did he start to see things come together? If it was if it was the the Butler overtime, or if it was that which you lost, uh, or was it the the Vanderbilt win? Um, was it? Or was it, or did it just really kind of those games there with with Omaha, Oral Roberts, Vandy, UT Arlington, Sam Houston, Northern North Alabama, where they started building confidence and in their shot and their defense and just playing together? I'm not going to act like afterwards everything was grand, everything Mm -hmm. was perfect. I'm not going to act like that at all. But I'm going to tell you, and and I've said this before, I thought a flip was switched at halftime, or actually with about 10 minutes left in the Northern Iowa game in the Bahamas. Okay. Where you had played, you know, basically your worst 30 minutes of basketball all season long up to mm-hmm. that point, and then you played your best 10 to get it, um, to get the win, find a way to get a win, uh, to finish that game out. And it felt like after that you understood, you were much, much, much better sharing the basketball and understanding the importance of you know, paint touches, drive and kick rather than dribble up the court and whoever has the ball gets to shoot three. Uh, I felt like that cut way down after that. Um, I don't know if, you know, making that comeback like they did, uh, put some team chemistry together a little bit better. I don't know. But I, I felt like after that is when you saw the team stay play a lot better. I thought they played well, even losing to Butler on the road. I didn't think that was a bad performance. Again, some of those non-conference patsies that you played and you didn't just dominate them it was not always pretty Mm -hmm. but i still feel like you've played much better basketball after that northern iowa game okay and 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 maybe that was a game where for whatever reason they decided okay we got to listen to the coach because it's not working what we're doing yeah or maybe they just figured it out themselves yeah as as far as they it wasn't about the coach it was just about Mm -hmm. But you, to your point, that's probably some of it. Hey, coach has been saying this, but hey, guys, I think he's right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, because I mean, they're, look how they're, much better we played. Sure. When when we're not all about dribbling down the court and taking the first three that's available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. And it's not as if you don't shoot threes anymore. Yeah. You do. It's just about you know getting paint touches first. It's about going hard to the basket and getting to the free throw line a bunch. It's about drive and kick, all, all of those things, instead of just one-on-one hero ball. Yeah. Yeah, so. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it is about, you know, you know, hey, coach is right. You know? <laughs> might be. They're about might, to be right. Might be a little crazy. Might and be it's no different off. than anybody else. Sure, like, right. How many times have we all said in our lives, mm-hmm. Man, I wish I was li- would have listened to my parents sooner than I did, because I'm listening now, mm-hmm. and I took I heard them when they said it, but as I've gone forward, some of that advice was exponentially better than what I thought it was, and I appreciate <laughs> it more now. Yeah, or even just like modern day, you can just say, you know, Jamie does make a lot of sense when he says this is what we should be doing. I, and <laughs> I think that there, I think there are. You know, as adult males, maybe you don't even have to be adult, but just males, we have this, you know, 
complete um, fear of being wrong or being called out or whatever. And so a lot of times, if you're not mature about it, you just, when someone brings something up to you or quote unquote calls you out, you, your defense mechanisms come up and you're like, that guy's an idiot. Okay. But if you can get to the point where you can accept constructive criticism from a coach or whatever, um, and these players, maybe that way, maybe they're not going, oh yes, he's right. But then they're, but they're listening. Mm -hmm. And so they're changing. And I think that's what we do as adults in real life. Yeah. I don't think we go, you know what? You're right. I was an idiot. But then we walk away from it and we're like, okay, he was probably right. I probably should change a little bit. That's kind of. And then you subtly start to do that. But I'm and never telling him that. Start going yes, right, exactly. Right. I may Jeff. be wrong, yes. but I'm never yeah. letting him know. Yeah. And like Chuck said, you, you subtly start to change, but you never act like, oh, no, that guy's an idiot. I didn't listen to him. But you totally do. But yeah. uh, but the but the guy or gal that has made that suggestion, they do notice that, but they don't necessarily have to call you out on it. They just go. No, they don't want to. They don't at, want to. They, at that point, yeah. they, they've accomplished what they've accomplished. Yeah. Unless they're a jerk, and then they want to call you out. Yeah, see, I told you. <laughs> And that's but, the guy that nobody wants to be around. Yeah, I told you if you if you held the widget this way, it would work better. Right? I don't know. It's, I think it's good to have a friend that's like that to help keep everybody balanced. You know, when everybody's patting you on your back, the one guy that says, "I've been telling you to do this for years, and you're finally listening." Well, to me. I've I've told you guys for years. I think you need a friend that's honest with you, and tells you when you're being an idiot, and tells you when you're doing dumb things. Yeah, whatever. You need that in your life. Those are the people that really care about you that will be honest with you because they don't want you to make a fool of yourself. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Okay, so I'm a little nervous about this now. It sounds like Chuck was reading my mind. Oh, my God. Rumors abound. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, Choice Woodman told me uh, that the Big 12 is going to announce their football schedule at 10 o'clock today. Okay. <laughs> yes. I want you to tell me two things that you want to see on said football schedule for the Red Raiders. Two things I want to see. Oh, uh, well, one thing I'm hopeful that that I'm wrong about, and I used to pull for this, but now now I'm now I don't. Uh, I'm hopeful to not have a home game Thanksgiving weekend, but I think that's what's going to be the case. I think we've heard that's a done deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's that that's that that's going to, that's going to be the case. So that's that's uh, that's one thing, and then um, and that's just that's just being selfish. Is all that is just just being being selfish. Um, oh, I was gonna I'm just gonna pull up my schedule here to see what we've got. Um, well, while you pull that up, Iowa State early in the Big 12 schedule would be really, really, really nice to have. Okay. I'm really tired of seeing them in November in Ames. And I would love to see a second half bye week. Mm-hmm. Give the chance to kind of recoup mm-hmm. in Big 12 play. Give everybody a chance to heal up a little bit before the final three, four weeks of the season, whatever it ends up being, but a second half by week and Iowa state early. Uh, just, uh, again, just being selfish, uh, a bye week on October 19th or 26th would really be helpful. 
just again being completely selfish because we've got other things going on here in this building that would be helpful for us okay okay <laughs> well you asked me i mean so i just i'm just i want <laughs> you know, just being okay well i mean you I realized I probably went in a different direction than what you wanted. Yeah, I, we were trying to like help the football team. Oh. What was best for the football team? Gotcha. But you know, that's just not really how we <laughs> roll what, on this show. So you know what I'll really helped us around here? Um, Texas Tech football being good, yeah. and I think both of my two things help them do that. Okay, okay. so I, I I like your idea, Jeff. I, I'm I'm talk, I'm gonna go. Bye week is is big on my list as well. I would like a bye week before Big Twelve play begins. Okay. After non conference play, I'm always a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Just to uh, hopefully get make sure you're as healthy as possible when you get to conference action. Maybe the September the twenty first is what that would be then. Okay, and then Jeff mentioned the bye week in the second part of the season. I don't think it necessarily has to be a bye week. I'm going to tell you, I want another Thursday night game okay okay home game because the Thursday it can be home or away i don't care um because the thursday night sets you up for mm. that next you get extra time mm-hmm. before that next game which it becomes a mini bye week yeah there's a little bit of that there so i liked that for the team last year and i would be a fan of that here um i i to be honest with you, chuck yeah i probably would prefer it be a home game than a road one but um okay i'm good either way i think it accomplishes what i'm looking for um, either way, but in in a, if if I can throw a third thing out, if you guys would let will sure. let me, you can make up for my two that were really selfish. I would want Colorado to be the Thanksgiving home game because I want something that's going to pull people in, that's going to bring them excitement and desire to mm. be there and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think Cincinnati or West Virginia is going to get people excited, and I worry about a tiny bit about the crowd. I still think it'd be a good crowd. I just don't think it would be as good. Mm-hmm. I think Colorado with Dion coming to town will bring some excitement. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good thought. And so more people would want to be here. I'm the only one that likes this idea and I accept that well, I'm the only one that Well, likes I don't know. I've idea. not heard it yet. I might like it. No, I think you've heard me say this before and thought it was a dumb idea. I would love one of your non-conference games to be in the second half of the season. Do two non-conference games and then mm. start Big 12 play, much like the SEC does. I would love an SEC's type schedule in for Texas Tech in the Big 12 because it becomes that floating bye week, quote-unquote, where it's not, hey, let's go beat our head against the wall for seven straight games. Let's have a nice little break if we don't get the late season bye week that you can help recover, that you can work on some things, that you can reset and reevaluate without having to just absolutely destroy yourself in a game. I'm the only one that likes this idea. Everybody I think thinks it should be tased just for bringing it up. But <laughs> when it gets to Big 12 play, I want the weekends of games that are fun and yeah, exciting and that yeah. matter. I hate the fact that Big 12 baseball has been you know, where you have op- or not an equal not amount of teams that play. Mm-hmm. And so if yeah. somebody every weekend is playing somebody in non-conference play when everybody else is playing conference games, I hate that. I hate that. And I would hate, and I hated the Big 12 SEC challenge in basketball when we were in the middle mm-hmm. of Big 12 play and it's getting right. exciting and mm-hmm. it's the end of January. Let's go play a game that really doesn't matter now um, nearly as much. Okay. It like, 
slam on the brakes. Okay, with the excitement and all that. I think that would do the same thing. I get your point. I get your point. There's there's value in it for the health and all that of the team, but again, if you know, if everybody's doing it, you're not gaining an advantage. Everybody's getting healthy. Right, but nobody in the Big 12 is doing it. This yeah. would be an advantage for you. <laughs> okay, well, I assume if you're going to do it, then everybody in the conference would. I mean, that if one was going to do it, everybody would have to do it. Just doesn't seem like... One team that has to agree to move a game up. That's that's that We, we did it once with Texas. Now it ended up being the last week of the year you moved your by your final game to. When, uh, with Tuberville here, when we played Texas in week three... <coughs> but it, and then we flipped that game with the Texas game, so we had uh, one. I don't think it was Arkansas. I don't know why Arkansas is in my head. Maybe because I'm looking at Chuck. I don't know. I just. Um, I don't. I'm sorry. I I do not want to play but, SFA in the middle of November and act like I'm excited to go to the game. All right. Let me ask you this. Just beat me with a bat. Because the non-conference dates are set this year, so it does. That's a that's a moot point for this year. What. Uh, if Colorado wasn't your Thanksgiving game, would you like them for the Thursday night game? Do you think that brings the juice? Sure, that'd be fine. Yeah, or or does somebody else bring the juice for you for a Thursday night game? Have we just had a problem bringing the juice to the games? No, no, no. The wire's just... been here. And the crowds have been really good. Yeah, no, you're and right. The Thanksgiving home game might be a little bit different, so you need a little bit of help there because everybody's gone. Jamie just brought up, you know, just the, you know, a little bit extra energy or something. For well, I just know that Thanksgiving home games have, have yeah. not been great. Not for been us, great. The crowd no. and all mm. that good stuff. So mm. I, will, I want the crowd to be good. I mean, yeah. maybe the Colorado deal is the best. Is the best for that. And and maybe your point is right, Jeff, with regard to the Thursday night game. It really, it really doesn't matter. Feels like it'll be great. If the great Regard- crowd and atmosphere. Whoever regardless. it is on yeah. Thursday night. Regardless. Um, and so I'm I, I'm guessing. Then of the new teams that are coming to town, Arizona State, Colorado, and Cincinnati, Colorado's the one that kind of gets your, since we're on the juices, the juice is flowing the most. Mm-hmm. Is that right for you? What's that? I said of the new schools that will be coming here this year. I mean, I realize Arizona State has been here the most recently, but of Arizona State, Colorado, and Cincinnati, and Colorado's been here before. Cincinnati's not been here before, but does Colorado... Is that the team of the new schools, the new Big Twelve that you would like to see the most coming yeah. coming in? Yeah, and and now there are rumors out there I've seen that say that West Virginia is that is the likely team that's coming here for Thanksgiving, and okay. I just think that's boring. Okay, I don't think it is would bring as much as is Colorado. Okay, so hope hopefully I mean, but you know we all dislike West Virginia and everything sure. about that school, so. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, a lot of people will agree with us. And I like their head coach, though. Yes, I agree. I, I like their that, head coach. That might be the limit of the things of West Virginia. <laughs> I like. Well, uh, be be watching your. I like their mountains. Be watching your uh, your feed uh, today because uh, that uh, is going to come down according to the Big Twelve at ten o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. So, be listening to the uh, end of the bench with Jeff Haxton and David Collier. And uh, they'll break it all down for you at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. on 100.7 The Score during the end of the bench. All right.
It is uh, 7.40 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. The Morning Drive, good morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio and uh, look forward to... Uh, hearing from you throughout the day today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double97.3.com for that of the mobile app. The Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well at 806-771-0973. We have uh, Texas Tech Red Raider basketball on the air for you tonight as uh, they take on the Texas Christian University Horn Frogs. We'll have it for you with uh, pregame at 5 and the tip at 6 tonight on uh, Double T 97.3 and also on 100.7 the score tonight. Uh, what's uh, what's the key to this ball game? do you think tonight? Is it just kind of doing what you've been doing or is there something special that stands out to you? I think you got to rebound well and I think I'm going to say that every time I ask this, you that you know. this season just okay. I, I feel like uh, with you not being a team that's blessed with a ton of height and size, mm-hmm. I think everybody together rebounding well is a key. And you've seen that the Red Raiders more times than not feels like get out rebounded. Um, and it's okay to, to get out rebounded a little bit. You just can't get dominated. Like in the Oklahoma game, they were out rebounded by two, 34 32. Uh, Tech had more defensive rebounds in Oklahoma, 25 to 22. Oklahoma had more offensive rebounds, 12 to 7. And they had. Five more second chance points, fourteen to nine. Those are some numbers you can live with, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just when it's just when that when that second chance point number is uh, is substantially higher. Really, what they'd like is uh, for every offensive rebound get uh, get a point off of that. So uh, Oklahoma was was slightly above that, and so were you uh, with nine second chance points off of seven uh, offensive rebounds. So. That certainly, that certainly is a factor tonight, and and you know, and, and either a defending the three ball or b hitting the three shot um, could be a factor tonight uh, as well for for both of these teams. Uh, Texas Tech averages uh, seven threes a game. Tech opponents six threes a game. And as far as excuse me, let me make sure I'm right on this. Yeah, Tech averages eight threes a game. Gives up. In conference play, almost 10 threes a game. It's uh, TCU that had the other number. TCU averages seven a game. They hold their opponents to six a game. So um, that's in uh, that's in Big 12 play. So that may be that may be something to look at tonight. Um, the other thing to maybe look at a little bit tonight are free throws. TCU makes 14 a game and. Their opponents make 14 a game. TCU shoots at about a 68% clip, uh, and their opponents at about a 68% clip. Texas Tech, meanwhile, from the free throw line, it's better. Um, they're at 77%. They average almost 14 made free throws per ball game, and Tech opponents shooting 65% from the free throw line, almost eight free throws made a game. So may come down to, to that in terms of who does the better job of either a not fouling or getting over the limit, or when you go to the free throw line, hitting those hitting those shots? So, Tech so far in Big Twelve play has been whistled for seventy eight fouls, op- 
opponents, 103. And uh, that's because I guess you're doing a good job of getting to the rim. I guess so. Going to the basket, staying aggressive. So. Yeah. Where certain teams like BYU, um, you know, just live and die with the three. Mm-hmm. And and TCU in uh, in conference play, they've been whistled for 124. So about what your opponents have, and their opponents have been whistled for 127. And again, the you know, there's you have some common opponents. They've played Kansas. You have not. They've played Oklahoma. You have. They've played Houston. You have. They've played Cincinnati. You have not. Uh, they've played Iowa State, and they've played um, Oklahoma State and Baylor. So some of this could be style of play to the team that you've played against, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and some could be style of play that 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 you're playing. Um, so. We'll uh, we'll see uh, we'll see tonight. Uh, the key key players involved are going to be uh, the, your 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 main four: Pop Isaacs, Warren Washington, Joe Toussaint, Chance McMillan, Kerwin Walton, Darion Williams. Those are the 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 five six that are playing the the most for you. Uh, the top four are all averaging in in double figures. Um, Pop's probably got to have a big night tonight, don't you think? Or is he, is he a guy that you're going to say that about every night? Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, we had this question one time, one day last week, where we t- we talked about what has to happen for this team to stay on top, and and it feels like to me that um, Pop Isaacs needs to be continue to score at a high level. Now it doesn't have to be twenty plus, but uh, I don't think you're winning many games when Pop Isaacs scores eight or nine. Okay. It just feels like he's so important to what, what what we're doing on offense that you need him in the 17-plus if you're going to win night in and night out. The the thing for Tech is... But, I mean, he's allowed to have an off night, mm-hmm. and guys like Chance McMillan or whoever else are also allowed to have career nights. So you have, <laughs> <laughs> so you have, you have, you have three guys for you that are in double figures in terms of threes made in Big 12 play. Isaacs has 18... Walton with 12 and McMillan with 11. TCU, on the other hand, has just one guy in double figures in threes made, and that's uh, Travion Tennyson. He's 23 of 48. I mean, shooting 48%. So, I mean, he's he's a guy that you got to kind of keep after. Now, he's a volume three-point shooter. He's only attempted 67 field goals in Big 12 play, and 48 of them have been from three. He's made 32, but 23 of those have become from beyond the arc. So he's number 11. So keep an eye on him. And then, the, and then the next guy is uh, Emmanuel Miller. He is eight of 18, uh, but he's only taken 18 threes uh, compared to overall. He's attempted 94 field goals, so he's not as likely to take the three as as Tennyson, obviously. So they really have one guy that seems to be a threat you know, from beyond the arc where you have three. So <clears throat> maybe that allows your defense to, to cheat a little bit um, and not have to worry about two or three guys running them off the three-point line. Different than, say, a BYU team yeah. that really lives and dies with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Oklahoma shot it well the other day, but I don't think they're necessarily um, the best three-point shooting team, so they they might be a little bit similar to TCU. Again, they had a good day shooting it from behind the arc on Saturday. Uh, TCU has uh, attempted 147 free throws so far on the day. 
uh, in Big 12 play, and Tech has attempted 108, but you're better uh, percentage-wise uh, from there. That's good news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple people have brought up Jamie Dixon. Um, he'll be all over the floor tonight. Uh, somebody says this TCU's floor is the ugliest thing. What were they thinking? And let's get ready for Jamie Dixon all over the court and not get told to stay in his box. Yeah. He'll also have that same tie that he always wears tonight. Although, who's, who knows? He's probably back to the three-quarter zip. There was a time when he would wear that same tie. They would have a... It would, like every night, it's like he only had one tie. So now he's just going, I guess, to the three-quarter zip like the rest of them. Which, I'm still disappointed by that. I would prefer the coaches be suited up and ready to go. But that's that's just me. They, I, I don't know. Ours aren't suited up, and we're doing at pretty five good. and one. I, I feel like they're ready to go, Chuck. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, way to go! At least three or four TCU guys with threes now. The power of Chuck. This has been the Morning Drive podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double t ninety seven three dot com.